0: Hey, are you into werewolves, mad scientists, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watts Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun! Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Gavin, did you mail out the barf bags to all the listeners? We promised them. You get... you. Oh, come now they're just going to vomit all over their ass. The following podcast contains... You cannot say filth, flyin' filth, flyin' filth in front of people. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you took a harmless Mario character and you did that to him, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Friday, September 21st, 2018, a Dick Joke Too Far edition of the show where I just come on with a bunch of dick jokes to get it all out of our national system. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking Podcast is brought to you by the Mighty Mushroom. We put the fun in fungi. From their short, stubby stems to their broad, flat head, the mushroom is symbolic of so many things in America. Rather raw and served on a bed of brilliant white bean sprouts or dried and wither lined placid in a dark corner, waiting to season something, the Mighty Mushroom is the go-to for fun and great taste in your life just imagine that big white bulbous tip bobbing in front of your lips as you're ready to take a taste mmm delicious the mighty mushroom you never know when it's going to pop up and deliver a flavor blast of fun i have to know one thing before you go tonight i know there are other questions but you say that you um there were distinguishing characteristics on the president's <laughs> <of>, uh, <laughs> private <Parks. laughs> For America, please tell us what that is. Well, We've got to know. Uh, well, it was, it was like that. Oh, oh God. It was. Yo, it was. Return. It okay, was, that it was, was it. Was. Thank you. Well. There are things people should just really keep to themselves. Little bits of information irrelevant to the greater sum of human knowledge, yet still somehow of keen interest to the public as a whole. Myself, for example. I have a minor anatomical difference that is only known to a select few people. More than that. All right, more than a few, and for a period of my life not very select, but it involves a certain choice my mother made when I was an infant. Now, this thing is actually very common, indeed very natural, and in most of the world, no one has this thing. Or everyone has this thing, actually. The exception being the United States, Canada, and most of the Middle East and Saharan Africa. But in America, if this little thing is true about you, it makes you stand out. It makes you pretty identifiable in certain situations. And it can become an uncomfortable topic of conversation with people when they reach a certain point in your life. And honestly, it can freak some of them out. To some people, this utterly mundane freaks them out. When really, it's exactly how nature made me. And the people who do not have it are, in fact, the unnatural ones. What I'm trying to say, dear listeners, is that I have a little hat. Ah, oh, that's yeah. cute. You don't need to know this. In fact, many of you right now wish you didn't know this. And for me, I'm trying to be extraordinarily discreet in how I handle this piece of information because God knows I didn't want you to know this about me either. But in this day and time, apparently, we need to know everything about everyone's penis. There is to know in case, I don't know, we have to fucking identify dicks in a lineup. That's him. That's the one. So yeah, my mother, in a moment of compassion and sensitivity, decided to keep all of me after hearing the wailing cries of little boys in the waiting room of the doctor's office. There's no shame in this. Indeed, this only contributes to my brag of being all original parts. excepting baby teeth, I retain every portion of me that I had from my birth, from my tonsils all the way down to, you know, that. And the reason I am telling you this is that should I ever become president, I fully disclosed everything relevant to being president including a description of my dick sleep tight america because this is the thing we know about presidents apparently right now the very few listeners i have left after the show open are actively questioning their judgments which they should be and questioning my judgment in opening the show talking about my uh self in such a way But what else am I going to talk about this week where we discovered more than there's ever needed to know about Trump's toad? Can you not? Can you not? Hell, I wanted to talk about something else as well, but I feel that the only other real topic in the news this week is not one that lends itself well to a show where I make off-collar references and disperse with drops from animated TV shows because they involve real people being hurt by a different kind of dickhead, and that person was not willing to be the butt of jokes, or indeed, a victim to said dickhead. So we're talking about presidential dingles, all right? Deal with it! So let's hit the news so I can move on to commentary. The state and well-regarded English paper, The Guardian, published a story on September 18th about the adult film star's producer uh, Stormy Daniels' 2006 affair with one Donald J. Trump, which you may have heard about pretty much everywhere. In her upcoming book titled Full Disclosure, a copy of which The Guardian obtained, she detailed with excruciating details the president's penis, giving the world a mental picture of said member. Pictures you didn't ask for. (laughs) And you don't want it. Quote, she writes in a description of alleged events that Daniels has disclosed previously, but which in the book are rendered with new and lurid detail. She describes Trump's penis as, quote, smaller than average, unquote, but not, quote, frequently small, unquote. He knows he has an unusual penis, Daniels writes. It has a huge mushroom head, like a toadstool. I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with yeti pubes and a dick like a mushroom character in mario kart it may have been the least impressive sex i've ever had but clearly he didn't share that opinion i need a minute to process this please dear listener take all the time you need i've been dealing with it for almost a week now and i still haven't processed it one cannot publish this kind of information without a certain level of backlash and said backlash has fallen hard on the heels of said information hitting the internet I mean, after everyone had a chance to clean up from their vomiting. Of course, most people fixated on the horrible image of Trump's mushroom cock, but honest to God, the image I cannot shake was the kind of lost in the meme storm. Yeti pubes. Oh, dear God. What the fuck are yeti pubes? I googled it, and it wasn't a thing before she said it, but now, now it is, and the top result comes from Reddit, where Redditor Galician Courier summed it up thusly, quote, Presumably gray, white, and unkempt. It's just a vivid descriptor rather than an extant saying. Now, I cannot get the slick, matted, greasy pelt of a dilapidated yep yeti out of my head. It's in there, and it will never Ever come out. Why? Why would she do that? What did I ever do to deserve this kind of knowledge in my brain? But it's in there. Where it joins other nuggets of information about POTUS pricks that I never wanted to know. I had thought eight years of war, recessions, scandals, lies, special counsels, and bungled responses to crises followed by eight years of competent, capable leadership, might erase the knowledge of unwanted dicks in my brain, but no. It's right there where it always was, where it landed 20 years ago when I first heard it on the news about the blemishes and the curve to the left. I can see that dick like it was yesterday. Just like it was yesterday. Robert Bennett, President Clinton's lawyer, described it thusly, quote, "...in terms of size, shape, and direction, whatever the devious minds want to concoct, the president is a normal man. There are no blemishes, no moles, there are no growths," unquote. Paula Jones, who sued the president for sexual harassment, offered a more prosaic account when she said, quote, His erect penis is about five inches long, has the circumference of a quarter, and heads off at an angle, presumably rather like a finger bent to the joint, unquote. And so all of America, indeed all of the world, learned of William Jefferson Clinton's broke dick bent to the left. And we will never be able to unknow this. Oh, we had known other morsels about Commander-in-Chief's Little Chief, how LBJ referred to his Titan missile as Jumbo, as detailed in Michael Frady's New York Review of Books article discussing a biography of the Big Texan's Lone Star Rising, when he said, quote, He early became fable for rebellious and earthiness, urinating in the parking lot of the house office building as the urge took him. If a colleague came into the Capitol bathroom while he was finishing the urinal there, he would sometimes swing around still holding his member, hooting once, have you ever seen anything as big as this, and shaking it in his almost brandishing manner as he began discoursing about some pending legislation. His predecessor, JFK, was well-known for his fuckery, allegedly betting Angie Dickinson, Marilyn Monroe, Marlena Dietrich, among myriad others of less fame. Warren G. Harding was rumored to be Warren G. well-hung with a massive 11-inch slong. This is all speculation and hearsay. FDR may not have been packing Harding's level of hard-on, but his boat was reputedly used to motion on the ocean and don't let the wheelchair fool you people. John Tyler was a coxman extraordinaire, spawning 15 children over the course of his life, the last at age 70, unless you think the parade of presidential peeing was gonna be full on vanilla. James Buchanan was up until 2016, America's worst president, was almost definitely gay, and played pre-presidential pipe with Rufus King, who was Franklin Pierce's vice president. Sadly, King died before Buchanan took office, and the whole story would have been wholesome and sweet, except for Buchanan starting the whole Civil War thing. So I had a lot of pre-existing presidential prick knowledge, but these were all just obscure historical footnotes and some rather disreputable books I'd found on my uncle's bookshelf. I never had to turn on the nightly news, which is a thing we did before the internet, and look at the man behind the podium and say to myself, I know that that guy's cock bends to the left. Sounds like he knows way too much. I did, and now I do about another president. But I did... And now I know about another president. And while I could look at Bill Clinton and be relatively okay with knowing the dimensions of the POTUS Peter, because Bill was kind of cool and you could stand the mental image of of him getting his groove on with an age-appropriate consensual partner, maybe not Hillary, okay, that was a bit more than I wanted to go, but I could see it with anyone else. The same cannot be said about forever for old Yeti crotch, because all I can imagine is his flabby orange body, orange all over except for the boxer line around his droopy ass, just grunting away over the board and impatient person of a mid-tier porn star and i don't want these visions in my head and consider and i'm considering trepanation as my only hope of getting these evil spirits out like i need a hole in the head all because bill couldn't keep his dick in his pants which brings us to our way back Our way back this week takes us to May 8th, 1991, when a young woman named Paula Jones, an Arkansas state clerk, was allegedly escorted to a swanky room in the swanky Excelsior Hotel in the unswanky town of Little Rock, Arkansas. According to Jones, the man behind the door was the governor, William Jefferson Clinton, who proceeded to to attempt to seduce the young woman, at one point dropping his pants, exposing his fully erect penis, asking her to kiss it. So that's your move? Play, dick an offer she chose to decline the evening ended with the governor saying he would not want her to do anything she would not be comfortable doing and her leaving the hotel room jones kept this story to herself until david brock a writer for the american spectator a conservative magazine published the story and jones filed a sexual harassment lawsuit against now president clinton there are holes in in Paula Jones' story big enough to drive a presidential motorcade through. Her sister and brother-in-law both said the entire evening was a complete fabrication. The lawyer she contacted with GOP operatives and the writer of the American Spectator story has admitted he was chasing the story for partisan reasons and now regrets the entire thing. Jones herself came across as predatory and not particularly intelligent even by the most sympathetic support of supporters and her posing for penthouse during the case did little to bolster her reputation not judging just saying but the most credible thing disputing jones's versions of the event was the one element about the presidential poker that elicited the most mockery bill's dick wasn't broke it was perfectly normal dong no blemishes no curves just a regular old dick this was even testified to by none other than monica Lewinsky herself i can see that Jones' case was eventually dismissed for lack of evidence and settled on appeal for $850,000, most of which went to pay for her legal bills. So in the end, the real winners in this case was not Paula Jones or President Clinton or the American peoples. The real winner was... Fucking lawyers, man, right? You probably know the rest of the story. There were other women that Clinton definitely showed his executive member to over the years, including a credible case where Slicks Willie was showed to a wo- to a very unwilling woman, Bill had a pecker problem, and he definitely did have sexual relations with Mr. Lewinsky and lied about it under oath, likely encouraged others to lie, all of which resulted in one kin star digging up his all of his boners and laying them out before a partisan Congress who impeached his ass. While he wasn't convicted in the Senate and the American public had no interest in him being removed from office, he most certainly did do the things he said he didn't do. And look, it was a dick move by a rabid Republican prosecutor who was hell-bent on finding anything to hammer Bill Clinton with. The GOP was obsessed with pin- pinning some kind of crime on this guy from the moment they met him and I think it's because of Watergate. They wanted to get even for Nixon. Couple this with the rise of right-wing media who herded their sheep around the radio and eventually Fox News and when they couldn't find a real crime to charge Bill with they nailed him with him because of his wandering cock. It was bullshit from the beginning. It was, bull- it was a bullshit impeachment and Bill Clinton did not deserve to be forced from office but all of that being 100% true this fucking guy should have totally fucking resigned give me that again old buddy run it by me just one more time back in 98 when this shit went down i thought it was pretty damn funny the most powerful man in the world was in trouble because he couldn't keep his trouser trout in his own pond and i wasn't alone clinton damn near got impeached for what for what lied about a blowjob so his wife wouldn't find out the consensus among most Americans was that the president, what the president does in the privacy of the West Wing closet with a consenting intern is his and Hillary's business. It was embarrassing and proper, demonstrating bad judgment, but not an impeachable offense because, after all, who amongst us has not sinned? And I'm on the record as believing the idea of monogamy is bullshit anyway. It's a made-up fucking concept to control women. It's never really applied to men and it had definitely not men like the president of the United States. Bill Clinton's cock was not the first president Cock to come on a woman or a man not lawfully joined the commander-in-chief and i'm willing to go out on the limb here and say the only reason washington and jefferson did not get their knob slobbed by someone other than their spouses in the white house is because it hasn't been built yet adams adams actually he probably didn't have an illegal affair in the white house because abby was a free and he was so exhausted and sated he could never conceivably perform. This is incredibly inappropriate. Fuck you, I've read John Adams' letters to Abigail. They are fucked like beast. It's all there in the subtext. What I am saying here is Bill Clinton didn't do nothing that hadn't been done before, and if Hillary was okay with it, and honestly... Who doesn't think that they had an understanding that it wasn't none of our business who polishes the presidential seal so long as they are consenting adults? The problem was... Bill Clinton voluntarily took a job that required him to at least appear to have common damn sense and discretion to not get caught fucking around with interns. It wasn't that Bill Clinton got a hummer. It was that Bill Clinton knew he was under constant and intense scrutiny, that every Republican in the world wanted to nail his slick ass to the wall, and he still went ahead and did the deed with a girl only a few years older than his daughter. Not only that, he had a relationship with this girl for months, all the while risking Everything he'd worked for his entire life. It wasn't the dick-sucking that was the problem. It was the thought... That he thought with his dick instead of his brain. He lacked good judgment and definitely impulse control. You're the fucking president of the United States. You know damn well that young women are going to find you attractive. They're going to flirt with you and they're going to want to fuck you. But you just don't do it. If you're the general manager of a string of car dealerships in Pasadena, maybe you get away with a consensual suck from a pretty young woman. Maybe you'll get divorced, but you probably will, you probably keep your job. But when you're the leader of the free, fucking world. A job that you went out of your way to get at great personal cost and time, money and energy. You went out of your way to get it twice. You don't get to fuck the interns. Okay. And if you do and it comes out that you did, you do the right thing and you resign in disgrace because your job is bigger than you. And we ought to hold the person in the office to a higher standard than we hold the general manager of Jerry's Ford in Southern California. The fault wasn't Monica's. It definitely wasn't Monica's. It wasn't even the Republicans. It was yours, Bill. You're the one who couldn't keep your one-eyed wonderworm tucked in your trousers when it came to the light that you did the fucking stupid thing you did. You got a man up, demonstrate integrity in the face of bad judgment, and fucking resign. I didn't see it that way at the time, but 20 years later, I fucking see it clear as goddamn day. Because you lack the decency to hang your head and slink out of Washington for being a cockhound. Look at the fucking damage done to America that goes all the way back to Bill's boner. If Clinton had resigned, Al Gore, by all reports, a guy who understood the necessity of keeping an illicit fuckery well concealed, he becomes president. Sure. It's bad how he got there, but Al finishes up your term with a steady hand, puts the scandals of the Clinton years behind him, and cruises on the strength of a great economy to a handier re-election in 2000. You mean... That's right. No George W. Bush on 9-11. And maybe we only get one endless and pointless war instead of two because Al ain't gonna fucking invade Iraq. Maybe Al Gore is president and we do something about the global shithouse the planet is turning into. Maybe Al catches the financial collapse in 2008 earlier maybe he hands over the economy to a young barack obama that is only only burned down and not fell over and sank into the swamp or maybe maybe everything happened exactly the way it happened but i tell you one thing that would not have happened we wouldn't have an admitted sex offender in the fucking white house because the nation could still retain a sense of fucking shame I'm no moralist and certainly no Pollyanna who believes the president sets the example the nation follows. But I do believe that when we as a nation didn't say no to Bill Clinton, no, bad president. Will you put that thing away? We open the door to a lot of very stupid people who say, well, if it was okay when Bill Clinton did it, it wasn't. And we should have said so. The president should be held to a higher standard, even a higher moral standard. If you want to be president, there ought to be a sacrifice commiserate of the responsibility and power you get. And one of those sacrifices, you can't be getting blowjobs you might be wanting. It means that you got to act like you can control your impulses to do stupid shit, because when you do stupid shit, it impacts 300 plus million Americans and sets a paradigm for those that come after you and that they will follow. When Bill Clinton did not resign in disgrace following the revolution, that he risk his presidency and legacy for a 10-minute cock gobble in a coat closet where half the times he didn't even come. No judgment, Monica, because it's not easy to make a middle-aged man come. It just isn't. They don't tell anyone about that, especially us, but it's true. You open the door for all the people who come after you to do more and worse, like grabbing women by their pussy when they didn't want to be grabbed or serially cheating on your wife with porn stars and subsequently paying them money to keep them from talking during your campaign for president in violation of numerous federal laws so they would file a lawsuit over the hush money agreement with his criminal lawyer, an actual criminal lawyer, not a guy that practices criminal law, then write a book, describe your dick in terms that would be branded in the brain of a podcast, Host until the day he lies in the fucking home and starts screaming toad, toad, his dick look like toad, and the nurses have to smother me with a pillow to keep me quiet, and they go a little too far and smother me to death, and I die with the image of Trump's shroom-headed cock in my brain as the last fucking thing I ever see, and that pod, friends, that pod, friends, is why Bill Funk and Clinton should have resigned in 1998, because I'm going to die with dr- Trump's dick as the last thing I ever see, and I've done a lot of bad things in my life, but I never did anything so bad as to deserve that, even when I told you about my uncut cock right at the beginning of the show. That is it for our show this week. I feel as though I might have shared more than I ought to have this week. Like, perhaps I said something you would be more comfortable if I'd kept to myself. I understand this. I honestly do. I felt the same way when I heard that Warren G. Harding had an 11-inch long. But I believe that as adults, we can all handle these things in a mature and responsible manner and not make a lot of tasteless jokes or discuss that one of the pet names one of my girlfriends gave me was... Henri, because he wore a beret. Please stop. Stop. Okay. Speaking of tasteless jokes, and one of the less refined things you could do, to it would be to rate and review this show wherever you get your pods. It uh, helps others find this show and learn things about me that they never wanted to know. Next week, we can talk size. Speaking of small things, all of my tweets are there at the hell underscore podcast on Twitter and at the show name on Facebook. All the shows are on SoundCloud at the show name and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Hogleg Bledsoe produced a roll of quarters in his pocket and is happy to see you, Gavin, and all the other fictional sock stuffs, crotches on this show. We want to say, sometimes the music we choose go to go out with says something about us, and sometimes... A song is just a song. We'll see you all next week. Don't want no short dick man. Don't, 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 don' for this, so I take a small bow.